Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. So I want to talk about the winter riding and endurance riding. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast that I did with Owen Shot, I'd recommend you do that. We went down some good pathways. I really enjoyed that conversation. But his question of what did you used to do or what do you do for winter riding when the trainer gets a little stale? I'm posting this after just looking at an athlete who did a four-hour endurance ride inside. And he had messaged me after and just said, wow, can't believe I just did that. I struggle with this because if you followed me long enough, you know that I used to live in upstate New York near Canada. It is very cold there. It is snowy there. It is dark and gray and gloomy there. But I really, 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 really wanted to get better at cycling. And so for a lot of the early years, I put in the work on a dumb trainer looking at a screen for visual anything. I would play music, but mostly I would think of springtime. And I, the reason I say hesitate to, to preach, I don't know what I want to preach, to talk about this is because I don't ride inside anymore. I moved my life to Tennessee. And then when I met my husband, Chris, I said, this is as far north as I will ever live. And that's really when we started talking about spending more time in Florida through the winter months. And he thinks I'm kidding when I say I'm not spending Christmas or any cold months in North Carolina. I'm not. I'm not. It's just not happening. So I made a drastic shift. And I understand that most people aren't going to do that for a sport or an activity. But I really started to think if I need to get out of Rochester because the weather was so bad. But when I think back to it, the only thing driving me, and you have to understand, when I'm talking about winter in upstate New York, we're talking November, December, January, and then it gets really bad in February, and then March. It's a solid five months. Now, sure, you might have a Thanksgiving where you get a nice day. You might also have snow on Halloween. So that's when my dad really said to me, why do you live here when you love this outdoor activity when there's a lot of bad weather. So it there was a lot of trainer time and it was simply the desire to get better. And I will give you a fair warning. The people that are Zwift racing throughout 
all winter and who are doing higher intensity all winter those people usually do not as do not do as well in june as those who are a little bit wiser with their time where you want to be you know go back and listen to the podcast why ride endurance listen to the one with owen shot increasing your mitochondrial density increasing your glycogen storage becoming more efficient at burning fat as fuel being able to conserve carbohydrates the athletes you're and i'm not saying that you can't get faster by doing a ton of zwifting especially if you are new and when i say new i mean within the first three years of training that's similar to what i always say the people that are on sweet spot plans they're like brendan you you tell me that sweet spot doesn't work but it's working for me and i said well how long have you been training well i've been training for a year and a half sure you can you can make gains it's just not the best way and it's definitely not the best way for long-term success i I promise you it's physiology and it's my experience in having trained with power for over one hundred fifty thousand miles as i say in the intro now there's a lot of experience that comes with that and going super hard november december january is not the way to train to be an endurance athlete in an aerobic sport so i just want to post this podcast for anyone that is looking for more motivation this winter and you're indoors you have it so easy (laughs) there is zwift you could use many different online platforms if you find the desire to to stare at a line and have it tell you when to pedal that works for some people i'm not knocking that I have people that say, hey, I use product XYZ. Is that cool? I'm like, if it gets you to pedal and you're cool with that, go for it. I used to just watch Law and Order, or I would, my my go to is find an old cyclocross race. I don't even race cross, but they're usually an hour from start to finish. And that is, I would warm up, I would start the race, watch the race. You're now an hour and 20 minutes into the ride. Maybe you get another race. That's two and a half hours. That is your Tuesday night. And that's what I would just do on repeat over and over and over and over again. And on the days when I thought, oh man, I really don't want to go downstairs. I would just think of people that dropped me the year before. And I would think of, especially, you know, I was very competitive with people in Pennsylvania. They had slightly better weather than us. And there was no straw at this point in time. But I would just think, I bet they're riding outside right now. What am I going to do about it? And I, you know, I don't want to come across as me being like, oh, I'm a tough guy, but it's just, I really wanted it very badly. And so I went out and got it and made it happen. So just figure out what's going to motivate you. And if you're not racing, think of yourself as the long-term cyclist. Sorry if you hear Lala's freaking out in the background. Hey, Lala, stop it. Sorry, not going to cut that out. Uh, if you are trying to become a better aerobic athlete, doing the endurance work, doing, doing the aerobic work is so key. And I'm not saying you can't Zwift race. I'm just saying that you want to look at physiologically, what is the training that you're doing during these winter months, setting you up for in spring and summer and fall. It's a long year. If you are just always activating the glycolytic system if you are going hard as many times as you want to in june that might not be sustainable 
you don't have to go just zone two. I have some full max efforts during these months. They're just shortened and they're very sporadic. And depending where you like, you might need to do a group ride because you're getting faster with Watts, but you are really bad in a group. Maybe that needs to be addressed. It's so athlete specific, but this podcast is more about if you know you need to be indoors and you know you need to do a three hour ride, figure it out. You need to find that motivation. Don't just, you know, make a cop out for yourself. So it all, so much of the sport is how much do you want it? How much do you want to get better? How much do you want to figure out this puzzle? There's so many pieces and and I really want to try to start to highlight some of these non-watt aspects that matter because I think we'll be able to help more people hit higher levels than they expect but that's another podcast in itself so good luck with your training talk to you soon see ya